just, are you, are you settled down? I don't know. It's, it's, it's always, it's always different every time we do this. Like, are we centered? Because there's YouTube involved. Are we, are we in the right place? Are we doing the right thing? I don't know. I don't know. Hi, Who everybody. are we? Why are we here? Oh, I wait. <laughs> Hi there. Hi, how are you? I, I, oh, I was, you said hi there, so I just answered you. <laughs> hi, everybody. I'm Mary. I'm Jerry, I think. <laughs> and welcome to the Mary, Mary and, and Jerry, Jerry podcast, podcast dun, dun, dun. where we talk about love and life and faith. And whatever else I can't remember. <laughs> Family. We're going to talk about some, but I forgot what bacon, it was. Bacon. Yeah. Baking. Baking with bacon. Mm, that doesn't always turn out well, but it's a nice thought. Mm-hmm. Anyways, there's no topic that is off limits. We will answer any <laughs> Some and all of them questions. we don't remember, but they're not off limits. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're just so happy that you're here. If you would like to hit that subscribe and follow button wherever you listen to your podcast, we'd greatly appreciate it, as well as on YouTube. So, Jerry Don, what are we going to talk about today? Apparently, we're talking about Lent. 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 Lenty, Lent, Lent. So, Sometimes Lent is very Lenty. We actually have a friend of ours who plays Andy Williams. It's the most wonderful time <laughs> of the year on Ash Wednesday, Ash Wednesday. because he it's like, his favorite season. He loves Lent. I loves nev- Lent. Never really understood that, well, but he you know, loves Lent. Everybody Has to this- each his own. Yeah, has his thing. How do you feel about Lent? First of all, for our, maybe we have some non-Catholic or non-Christian listeners and viewers, uh, Jer, what is Lent? Lent's when you have to give up eating meat on Fridays. <laughs> oh my gosh. Lent? Liturgically speaking, <laughs> is Lent is season. the 40, 40 days before Easter that is marked by penitential sacrifices. Prayer, almsgiving. Prayers, almsgiving, and that other one that we just for, oh, <laughs> prayers, almsgiving, and, and penance. penance. <laughs> As I said, no topic is off limits, but we don't remember them all. So yes, Lent is that preparation for Easter, right? And yes. fun prepare fact, ye the way of the Lord. Lent is forty days, not counting Sundays. Correct. And it's five weeks, but Easter. No, I thought it was six weeks. Six weeks, but Easter is fifty days. Fifty days. So mm-hmm. that's like. Eight weeks almost. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And then you have the octave, which is the eight days, which the eight days after, you know, from Easter through Divine, Divine Mercy, Mercy Sunday, Sunday are pretty spectacular. Yes. It's like a party. So yes, Lent is that that time of the year when you figure out what you're going to give up. So, Jer. Yes. This year in 2024. Yep. What are you giving up for Lent? Stupid people. Okay. <laughs> no, I can't give them up because they're everywhere. Was it my favorite meme today? I saw, yes, I want to follow Jesus, but I also want to slap people sometimes. <laughs> there you go. That that was uh, just, just sort of. Uh-huh, that speaks to your heart just deeply. Sort of that sla- deeply. Slap the sin and stupid right out of them. <laughs> You can't you can't fix stupid, you no, know. Apparently you can't you can fix a lot of things. You just can't fix stupid. Cannot fix stupid. Okay, so so again I ask you, what are you giving up for Lent? I'm I'm okay. Yet again. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I am going to try to give up. Oh. Um um Did you just change your mind no, on air? <laughs> but I heard I heard a great a great saying. They're not curse words. 
They're sentence enhancers. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, You yes. receive Jesus with that tongue, I, dude. I, I, use a, I, I use a lot you of sentence enhancers. You are very much enhancers. into sentence enhancing. Yes, I very much so. I use a lot of sentence enhancers. So you are going to give up cursing. If I could give up stupid people, that would make it so much easier. <laughs> Which is why it's a not. sacrifice. Yeah, no and kidding. And you're giving up. Okay, so these are pretty big. Yeah, I'm trying to. We'll see how that. That's a that's pretty, a really big. That's, that's a pretty. A really big that's ask. a mighty big one-two punch. Yeah. 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 Good for you. Trying <laughs> is the operative word here. Twenty-four hours in. How you doing? Actually, today's okay. I'm I'm too tired to to complain. And to complain. Too, too tired to <laughs> come yeah, up with the the appropriate sentence and <laughs> answers. <laughs> how about you? Well, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I am giving up shopping. Define that for me. <laughs> um, I am giving up all shopping. I want it on record right here <laughs> on the podcast. As in makeup, clothes, earrings, earrings, shoes. <laughs> okay, excuse me. Sorry, I'm, I'm, are you? You can hold back your excitement. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm avoiding. I'm giving up. <laughs> I'm giving up shopping, shopping through my phone, shopping online. I am allowed. I'm not allowed. I'm not allowed. It's not allowed. I am going to the grocery store and purchasing the appropriate, simple menu items that are that, needed. That's not for- shopping. That's like survival. Okay. Okay. There's a story here, which we will tell in a minute, about the Great well, Lent of 20, 2007. Well, here's eight. the thing. Okay, so okay. I'm also um, I'm also am getting up earlier and increasing my prayer time. So. We're gonna we're gonna hit the novena box. <laughs> oh my gosh! So Jerry it, Jerry loves because, a good because, novena because one of the things that we've always done is like we go okay what are we giving what are you giving up individually and what okay. are we giving up Can as you, a couple hold on just a second okay so let's explain our Lenten process there's a process well yes okay go several ahead. years ago as in probably twenty um. <laughs> We were in counseling or spiritual direction or something. And the spiritual director said, or the person said, you know, you two know each other better than anybody else knows you. So he suggested that we suggest for the other something for them to give up. Oh, I remember. You remember that? Oh, I That's how we got to this point. Still married. Still married. And also to the point where... You know, when you asked me, okay, Mary, I need you to prayerfully consider what you think I should give up. And then I said to you, Jerry, I need you to prayerfully consider what I need you to give up. We answered each other's question. We prayerfully considered very quickly. I was going to say, there was not, that was a <laughs> speediest a of, prayer in Christendom, <laughs> I think. Um, we both know what our crutches are right now. And yours is complaining and and using colorful metaphors. Sentence and mine enhancers. is, you know, click and you know, put it in the Add cart. Add to cart. Add to cart, click, and mm-hmm. it shows up. So what we're re- what are we replacing those things with? Aha. Uh-huh. So we're replacing those things with, Jerry has decided, we always do something together in our prayer life. So we are going to do a series of novenas because a novena is a prayer for nine days. So we're starting with St. Joseph, a novena for nine days. We're going to move to St. Jude. Patron saint of lost causes. All right. Another nine days. I think 
Divine Mercy is done after Easter, but you know, there's there's several that we can choose from. We'll let you know what one we're on, <laughs> but mm. we'll start with those two. And um, and also, you know, we cut down on our time online. Uh, we eat more simply. But on Sundays, as Jerry said, you know, Sunday is always a little Easter. And so. So I can complain on Sundays. Why would you complain on the Lord's Day? Ouch. Why would I shop on the Lord's Day? These are good questions. Mm -hmm. So I think we're actually going to keep our fast throughout the whole of Lent. Mm -hmm. But we will have yummy dinner on Sunday. We will have a very yummy dinner, and there will be dessert on Sunday. We tend to not eat dessert during the week, just as an extra sort of layer of, of sacrifice. But it's going to be a very challenging Lent, just because <laughs> a lot of, of things are, are happening in our life. And, you know, this is an opportunity for us to kind of, it's a wake-up call for our soul and for our heart to, to pay attention that, you know, we came from God and we're going to go back to God at some point. But what if I hit the spiritual snooze button? No, 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 no. You, no, no. That's bad. That's very, very bad. Cannot hit the spiritual snooze no. button? It's called lukewarmness. Or as St. Augustine remember, said, make me holy. But not, but not today. today. Remember what the Lord said about lukewarmness. He spit him out. Yeah, that's true. I don't want to be spit out. There's iced coffee and there's hot coffee, but there is not lukewarm coffee. That is correct. So pick a lane. I totally get that. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about some of our past Lents. <laughs> what was, I'll ask you this, what was your best Lent that you can ever remember? Your best one. The one where you felt like you started off strong, you finished strong. You were fully present in that Lent. I would have to answer E, none of the above, <laughs> because most of my Lent, they're like, they're like, the Lord is dragging my butt across the finish line of Lent. And I'm like, no, no. And he's like, oh, I get you, you know. Although I got, I guess, no, nope, that's not true. I guess if I have to say my best Lent ever was probably the year that I came in the church. Mm -hmm. Because I, pretty sure I, did I do my first confession yes. during that Lent? And that was, uh, that was an interesting experience. And I got the added bonus of you were like, when the, the priest explained the, the process of, of what that first confession did, you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you go to confession once and you're like good for your first 35 years. years. And the priest is like, well, yes. And you're like, that's not fair. I've been going to confession <laughs> since I was eight years old. And I'm like, yeah, you know, well, what uh -huh. can I say? So, but that was a very good Lent and Easter because that was the year that I came into the church. And I think that was the first time I'd ever gone to like a three hour mass because I did not know that Easter vigil was that long. long. And I'm do. like, now I do. And this year we're at Easter vigil and then, again. And then, and then you get to do the chariots and the chariot tears because I always ended up doing the re that reading that for reading. Exodus. So I'm like, the chariots and charioteers. And, and I try to do it in my best Charlton Heston voice. The chariots and charioteers. Beautiful. Yeah. So, Beautiful. How about I, you? I think for me, my best Lent was the Lent after Courtney died. Do you remember the I Lent do. after Courtney I died? I do very how do much you so. even remember that? Well, because I, I was, again, I was with my spiritual director and I said, you know, I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. And I was still, we were still heavy in grief. She had died in December. This was March. I think Easter was in April that year. I'm not sure. It usually is. Um, well, yeah, this year it's in March. And 
And he looked at me and he said, Mary, this year, you're not to give up anything. Because this year you are to rest, you are to pray, and you are to just be present in your life. Because I was in such heavy grief that the idea of piling on something else just felt insurmountable to me. And he gave me permission to just be present. Mm. And it was, and it, and it was one of the best, it, best lens I can remember simply because number one, I was obedient to someone. Like I did what he told me to do. And number two, I was able to just be with God. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't about what I was giving up. It wasn't about what I was eating. It wasn't about what I was praying or what I was reading. It was just simply me and the Lord. And I remember, I remember being present at Easter vigil that year when when the bells rang, you know, it was the first mm-hmm. time we, Courtney always laughed when the bells were rung at the consecration. And so all the bells are rung for the Gloria. And I just remember weeping and I'm like, she's here. She's right here with us. It was just a beautiful, beautiful Lent and Easter. And uh, it was her first one in heaven. It was just glorious. But tell me your... Um, Wait, I'm still going back to that perfectly obedient okay. statement there. You know, I'm like, I was perfectly wow. obedient to him. Can you like turn off my phone? Apparently. Hello, people. Hello, people. My phone is right next to you. How about you turn it off so nobody has to hear the ringy dingy for the remainder of this podcast? Hey, we are live. Just live and keeping it real, people. Keeping it real. Um, so what was one of the most challenging lens that you can remember? Oh, ho, ho, ho. ho. Yeah, I do want to put in a plug here because, you know, when I was growing up Lutheran, we we did observe Lent. Lent was when did you Did you had, offer things up for Lent or did you just, no. you went to church more? Yes. Uh, during Lent, you would always have the Lenten program that would be on <laughs> Wednesday nights at 7.30. So you'd go to church on Wednesday nights and Sunday nights during Lent if you were Lutheran. Now, of course, the Baptists in town, they went to church every Wednesday night anyway, so it didn't really matter. But for Lutherans, we always had like some special program for- Was um, it like a Bible Lent. study? Or? Yeah, it was kind of like a Bible study. Yeah. Kind of when we have our, our parish um, Like a our parish, parish mission, mission, only they had a theme for like, you know, the six mm-hmm. weeks and you would go to the, to the parish and the, uh, it was usually the pastor would, would lead you in. Yeah. But what was basically- Was everybody together or did the adults go one place and the kids another? No, we all went in the we in all the went in the sanctuary. Main, main sanctuary as I as I recall, because of course you had Sunday school on Sundays, and that was by grade, of course. Anyway, so okay, let me tell you the legend, <laughs> the legend of Jerry's most memorable or infamous, depending on your point of view. I I like the word infamous. I like infamous. Lint ever. So it was. Uh, I, it was probably right around the time of Courtney's campaign. I don't remember. No, it was after that. After that. And yeah. somebody who shall remain unnamed. Hi, my name's Mary. Challenged me to give up meat for Lent. She's like, you need a real sacrifice. And I now, of course, I did ask for a complete definition of what meat meant, which apparently includes pork as well. Not just cow. It was pork, chicken, and, and it was everything but seafood and legumes. Yeah. So. <laughs> but I was doing it with you. I, I was doing it with you. Like we were giving up meat together. 
because you're not being dumb enough to eat meat in front of me <laughs> when I was giving it up. But off we went, cheerful little Catholics, into the wilderness I would, for, for the first 24 hours. Cheerful? Yeah. So I do not believe my, that was ever. My honey lamb got uh-huh. her, you know, 365 vegetarian meals cookbook. I did. And yeah. after and and it was great because I was I was I was in the zone. We were having protein with the with the, the fish soup and the You're um, glamorizing it. It was like <laughs> the beans and the rice. Yeah, I ate a lot of beans. You were <laughs> definitely in favor of that plan. Of, we got a brand new uh bottle of Beano, two Beano right before the meal. Anyway. So after about <laughs> Seven days, or did I make it to ten? No, you made it to ten. I yeah, made it to it was, ten days. We were we were over at our friends, Deacon we, and Christine, we for the, Sunday dinner. That's right. And I had an intervention. So the deacon walks up to me, and he puts and he puts a hamburger in front of me, and he says, "Eat." Now I think he was ordained by this time. Yes, right? he was a deacon. He's like, "Eat," and I'm like, "But deacon, I need to eat." I like, but I gave it. He says, "Eat." <laughs> And I'm like, what's it? It says you're making the rest of us commit mortal sin because we're all trying to figure out where to hide your body. (laughs) And I'm like, am I that bad? Yes. Yes. He says, eat the hamburger. Now that was the most tasty, juicy, delicious (laughs) hamburger that I had had in a long time. In a long time. And I, and I, and I, and I. I ate the hamburger because he's a deacon and he's you know and it was delicious <laughs> and he he's also your best friend and he and, was like, and he said okay you, you need to find something else, else to, to give up. up that doesn't lead the rest of us into sin and, and that's something we have to be very very cognizant of right you don't give up something because you know for any other reason than you want it to transform you. Oh, I was to- <laughs> transformed, all right. But in the process of this, you I were- was not made more holy. Well, the thing was that you chose, let me be very clear and very gentle here. You chose your attitude in which to go into Lent and you were not happy about it. Even though we had prayed about that together, we had brought it before the Lord and we both felt that you were supposed to, we were supposed to do this together. We were wrong. I, I No, I reject that we were wrong. I was wrong. I think that you could have done it if you had gone in with a better attitude, but you chose not to, and that's fine. That's It's it's a legend now. It's kind of like the year that I gave up coffee. Now, let's talk about <laughs> that, dear. I do remember- I did not make it to 10 days. No, and the rest of us almost didn't either. I made it to four, I think mm-hmm. four. Mm-hmm. And, and then you pleaded. and I hadn't given up caffeine, right? I was I had a cup of tea. I just had given up coffee no. and the experience of coffee. No. And I was just it's such a ritual for me that I was. Yes, oh, it is a ritual. Just like eating your hamburger is a ritual. So we knew at that point after that experience. That was like the year after the the. Where's the beef experience? <laughs> um, and so we got a little bit more intentional about our what would you call it, our um, discernment over how to do Lent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if somebody was coming to you and saying, you know, I'm trying to figure out what to do and what to give up for Lent, what would your instruction to them be? How would you counsel them? 
Are you putting me on the spot? I always put you on the spot because this is a podcast where we talk about everything and that's an everything pile. Oh, it's a pile. It's a pile, all right. Pile it on. Um, well, so here's what I would say. Think you got me? I don't think so. Uh, it's not answer. a gotcha question. Uh, so, so what I would say, so what what we've so there's two schools of thought, because I talked about this with my spiritual director at, at one time or another. So there's there's a Linton sacrifice, there's giving up something, but then there's also sort of I guess I would call it a Linton action, right? Like, what are you going to do to try to improve your spiritual life, bring you closer to the Lord, in, you know, increase, I don't know if that's the right word, but yeah, increase, increase your holiness, right? Because that's what we all want to do. Mm-hmm. We want to grow, grow, thank you, there's my word, grow in holiness. So what he would say is, okay, so you give something up, but what are you going to do? And I'd be like, well, what do you mean? Well, that isn't giving something up enough. Well, yeah, I might've said that too, but I, he, well, that's why there's the three pillars, you know, of almsgiving, right? Prayer, right. Prayer so he basically said, penance. he basically said to me, okay, so what are you going to do for prayer? And I went, uh, <laughs> and I had to think about that for me. He's like, well, you know, why don't you, when you're, you know, you and Mary, because he knew both of us, he's like, why don't you and Mary do you know, a rosary together before you go to bed or, you know, a novena, what uh-huh. it, you know. And We've I, never done like a whole Lent of novenas before. No, this because let's let's be brutally honest. We usually, we have a hard time at about we, week two and a half we to are, 3.0. We are not the most <laughs> consistent. consistent novena-like people. Like, like, you know, when we were doing Courtney's prayer stocking, yes, we did a rosary every night. Because that's always for someone else. When you're doing it for someone else, right. I, I feel very But a like, rosary we kind of have memorized, right? Right. We, uh, as long as I have fingers to count on because <laughs> I don't count so well anymore either. You know, it's, it's, you know, you don't have to like, oh, now what's the prayers that go with that novena? You know, we, we yeah. with the rosary, you just, okay, the five, uh, you know, five, five glori- glorious yeah. mysteries. Or, no, or, we're saying sorrowful during well, Lent, but okay. <laughs> You know what I mean? I do know um, what you mean. So yes, we for us the sacrifice of prayer is just you know remembering, taking the time, even though we are tired, to do the novena to do prayers. what we said we would do. Yeah. yeah, yes, and that is always a big challenge for us. Not gonna lie, always, always. I think what I would say. Uh huh. Would you like me to think? Would you like me to say? Oh, I would love to hear what you're, you have to say. <laughs> we we got to get better at this whole, like, you know, asking each other questions. And Are we talking about prayer or the podcast now? <laughs> yes. Well, yes, we are. I just I, I just think you like to find some question that you're just like, ha, he won't see this one. No, no, no. Okay. Now, that is not it at all. I Wait a minute. I have I'll a question. Get to my, I, I'll get to my Oh, you have a question. I have a question. Okay. So we were Lutheran. What did your family do for Lent growing up? Huh? Did your mom ask what all eight of you little rascals were going to give up? Well, no, she, she allowed, my parents allowed us to give up something privately, but the household Uh always did something together. And what did you guys do? So there was one, there was one year. Oh, tell me about the green family Lent. Uh, There was one year that my mom. We were giving up TV. 
<laughs> and so my mother would run errands sometimes after school. So we'd come home and she'd be like, you cannot watch television. You know, I'm going to be gone for 30 minutes. I'll come back, you know, and we being who we are. I'm sure you um, were perfectly obedient. Not at all. And so <laughs> it got to the point where my mom would come in and she would put her hand on the television. And if oh, it was warm, you we in. were in trouble. So <laughs> what she did was criminal she took, masterminds. No, she, they took the television because it was just a box television and they put it in the trunk of <laughs> The the station wagon covered with das blankets Blut. and it stayed there for the entirety of Lent <laughs> because she couldn't trust us not to watch TV. Oh, that is classic. It was, and it was hard for my dad because it was hockey season. And oh, oh she made your bad. dad do it too. Well, the whole family did it together. Oh, so that was I don't one imagine year. Joe Green appreciated that at all. Well, he 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 got through it. <laughs> he got through it. The other thing was we didn't have sweets. We only we didn't and we abided by the the Lenten fast, including Sundays. So the best part of that Lent was the television was gone. So on Sunday nights, we usually did family things together. And so this is when we all got our own copies of our own dictionaries and the Scrabble tournaments would begin. And we would play board games while we listened to old-fashioned radio. Do you know the old-fashioned radio of the 40s? Hold on, hold on. Back up, back up, back up. You each sat there playing Scrabble with your own dictionary. Do you think I was going to trust my brothers that they had spelled something correctly or that they were going to trust me? And did how how often did That's a heck no. How often did everyone consult their dictionary? Every single day. <laughs> if it wasn't like their T H E I R, if it was something else, oh no, it was consulted. Absolutely. And my mother would be walking in and out of the kitchen constantly as as judge and but, jury. But these were regular dictionaries, not Scrabble dictionaries. No, these were our, our, our pocket dictionaries from school. Okay, that we had because in our Scrabble dictionaries are totally different because no, they give you all Okay. But anyway, so we um wait, did your dad ever play with you? Oh yeah, we played Monopoly, we played No, all no, kinds did of he things. play Scrabble with you? Yes, he did kicked he our win? butts on a regular basis. He's a lawyer. Yes, he won. I imagine he won because he was a lawyer. Um, but we would listen to like the old fashioned radio like show. Like the Shadow Knows the right? Lone Ranger. Ranger. And what is the other ones? Dial M for murder. Like they would have there was a public radio station. My mom would have it on in the little box radio on the Top a little of the transistor radio. Yeah. And we'd listen to it while we played games. I mean, that was a beautiful Lent. We That was we like actually... streaming back in the 70s. <laughs> that was like streaming entertainment. Pretty the much. radio. Yeah. But that was a great Lent. That was, I mean, it was hard Lent and we learned a lot of lessons and we waxed a lot of wood floors um, because of the whole television thing. But that was a good Lent. That was a really good one. <laughs> Wait a minute. That was your mother's punishment was you all had to wax the floor? Yeah. Have you ever waxed? Like Mr. Oh, Miyagi? Wax on. Yes. Have you wax ever done? That okay, so what we would do is you, dad would clear out all the furniture and then we would, um, he'd scrub it like we'd somebody would be there'd be two of us on the scrubbing, like with scrub brushes. This is not with some automatic thing uh, on our hands and knees scrubbing, and then behind us would be two other kids wiping it down and rinsing it, right? Uh-huh. And then dad would put on the wax, it, we would let it dry with the fans, dad would put on the min wax, uh-huh. and then we would have socks on our feet and we'd have these pads on our knees and we would have pads on our hands and we would just go wax on wax all the way, like all of us and then after a while it you know you'd shine it up well enough that you could slide with your socks you know and so we didn't slide 
that was like the reward. If we got it shiny enough, it's like we'd have to do that like every couple of months. We did that, but I could always just see during Joe Lent, Green with preparing. his working party of oh, eight yeah. kids all lined up, and your mother was no doubt. She was in the kitchen cleaning the kitchen. Yeah, my mother had a plan for every Lent. She she scrubbed that house from top to bottom, and we scrubbed with her every single Lent, every weekend in Lent. There was a major household chore to be done. Uh-huh. Like she would clean the curtains in the living room. We would scrub the, we'd min wax the furniture because we had the 1970s. Well, she had eight kids. So that's plaid. a pretty good sized working party there, you know? It's well, yes, but they're also. a lot of child labor. We were also children that didn't necessarily do it like my mother wanted it done. So, you know, uh-huh. there was a little bit of that. But uh-huh. yeah, we scrubbed that house. By the time Easter Sunday came, the entire house had been spring cleaned. Everything smelled like everything min-wax. was ship shape. Yep, and and is... lemon oil, and it was awesome. And and I I remember those smells so much so that that's what I clean with now. Everything has to have a citrus or a lemon smell, or else it's not clean. It's just not. <laughs> wow. Okay. But yeah, I I don't remember that Elder Pearl did that. I, I mean, we did spring cleaning, but we didn't have wood floors either. No. So. Well, we had wood floors. After a certain point, we did have the orange shag rug for many That's years. Awesome. We did have the Where 70s the Barbie, panel, the Barbie. 70s paneling. Oh, we, we had that downstairs. 70s paneling. And we had where, you know, the avocado refrigerator? The shag rug. No, the shag rug was where Barbie shoes and Legos went to die. <laughs> Until your dad stepped on them. Those things hurt. Have you ever stepped on a Barbie shoe? No, but I've stepped on more than a few Legos. Oh, my word. It is a situation. It's like a spike right through. Oh, it's horrible. But back to Lent. Yes, back to Lent. So I'm trying to think what was the the best Lent Oh, and then as, and I'm sorry. And then as, my apologies for interrupting you. Then as a family at church, we had a church mission, Uh, right? So that would be, you would just kind of like you did, but we didn't do it for six weeks. We just did it for like three or four days in a row, one week during Lent. And then we had Stations of the Cross. That was a huge thing for us that we had Stations of the Cross every Friday and we had it right after school. So they would do it twice on Friday. They do it at four o'clock, I think. And then at seven 30. And so unless we had to, you know, if we were playing baseball, a basketball or some somebody was playing a sport. They might have to go to the seven thirty, but we went every single week. And on Friday, the meal was always tomato soup and grilled cheese. What a coincidence! What are we having for dinner tonight? Tomato soup and grilled cheese. Grilled cheese, because as we are recording this, it is Ash, Ash Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Hmm. I know. Yeah. Lent. Lent. It's pretty lenty. It's pretty lenty. But that's okay. It's a like I said. It's a reminder that you know, from dust you shall come, and to dust you shall return. Oh, I know what we should do. What should we do? Oh, I'm I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere. We should find Bishop Fulton Sheen, one of his like Linton shows. Oh my gosh, that would be epic. That would be pretty good. We could do that with his swooping cape. He was pretty. And another thing I thought of was: Have you ever read uh, John Paul II's sermons during Lent? No, but I am a feared. Oh, they're good. Yeah. They're really good. I was thinking about that the other day that we might pull those out and I don't know, maybe read them together. Yeah, but mm. But Fulton Sheen, I know. Fulton he's your Sheen. he's your guy. Um, you um, love him. It would be pretty cool. 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of what what did what, what I don't know. What would Jonathan say if we asked him what his favorite lint is? I, I I'm not sure. I'd remember. I don't know if he. I'm had trying one. to remember lint. Wasn't there one lint that what was it? Thir- not lint, but lint and Easter that Thursday, Thursday, at the Thursday service. Oh, Courtney, Courtney got had her- a seizure. Oh no no no. Okay, so there were two. So there's the first one where she was one of the people that got their foot washed. Yeah, no, no. Right? The one where she went to the emergency room. That was two years and before in she the passed hospital away. over Easter. Yeah. People- no, no. She went in. She had a seizure during you were reading um, on Holy Thursday. Yes. And I was in the, uh, ex- in the auxiliary back. room with her. Right. She was having a seizure. And then she went into what they call a rolling seizure. So she would have a, a brief right. break and then seize again and then right. keep going. And we grabbed Father Barquette right after Mass. And he gave her the anointing of the sick and we immediately went to the hospital. And then we, that was the, that was the Holy Thursday where we almost lost her because they took her from Fairfax, uh, Fair Oaks rather by ambulance down 66, uh, to Georgetown. Right. And she, she tanked twice in the ambulance on the way her blood pressure just, they couldn't keep it up. They had, they had an EMT straddling her gurney, squeezing the IV bags to try and get her blood pressure up. And, um, and we showed up at Georgetown and there had been some sort of gang activity. And so the hospital was on lockdown. Right. We and never have boring hospital. No, trips. we never do. And we, and you were at home with Jonathan right. and I went and, um, they were fully with body armor and everything. The guards came, they had their weapons, they escorted us straight through the emergency room, right up to the ICU. They, we were still trying to get her blood pressure up. It was like a scene from some hospital show, you know, and uh, it was just, it was, it was surreal. And we got in there and I remember they, the, the doctor literally took me by the shoulders and put me against the wall Yeah. To say, and told me to stay there because they, they had to get around her bed and work. And so I was by her head. And I just remember whispering into her ears that I loved her. And if this is the day that she was going home to the Lord, it was okay. And that, you know, she would get to spend Easter in heaven. But if she wanted to fight, we would fight. So she had to make a decision. You know, she and Jesus had to make a decision. And um, what was so intense about that is we have pictures from that hospital stay. Because the doctors were were positive she was not going to make it home. And so Jonathan came on Good Friday and he said his goodbyes and you were there with me and my mom came and this was two years, three years before she even passed away. But we thought this was the end. And we had our own Easter miracle. Like we had so many people praying that on Holy Saturday, when the world goes quiet, you know, and our Lord goes down into hell to scoop up all the people that were meant for heaven, you know, he he did something amazing with her. And on Easter Sunday, that afternoon, they released us from the hospital and we came home. We had our own Easter miracle. Note to self, never, ever, 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 if you can avoid it, of course, which you won't be able to, but if you avoid, don't go to the hospital over a major holiday. Don't do that. Because you will die. <laughs> Fortunately, Courtney did not, did not because she found favor with the Lord. <laughs> but for the rest of us, you will die. Because you don't get the A team, you don't get the B team, you get like the C team. And that might have been one of those hospital incidences where- Where you were asked to leave. I were like, uh, Mrs. Lindenberg, can you find your husband something to do at home? At home, not away. Not here. Yeah. You just, well, we also thought our daughter was 
There was a lot of big dying. feels. Yeah. And you did not handle those well. My big feels were mostly irritation. Well, no, your big feels were totally fear, but they showed up as irritation and frustration. But you were you were in complete panic. Well. Because we weren't ready. No. Not that you're ever ready, but we really weren't ready. We really weren't ready. Not and then. we didn't, not that not we, the now. Didn't, we didn't, but that, that began a process for us that from that point on, we got ready, Yeah, you know, and we didn't take anything. I mean, not that I thought we took things for granted before then, but after then we sure as heck didn't, No, you know, and it changes everything. It changes how you do Lent. It changes how you do Advent. It changes how you live life on the daily. So that, that, that Holy Week was something special. That was something. It was something, all <laughs> it right. Was something special. Something, something. But we were really happy to get to Easter. Well, yes, because we got to come home. Yeah, we were really happy to get to Easter. And I don't she think was I had ham us. that year. It's very sad. You did indeed have ham because our prayer group showed oh, up. Oh, they with, showed up with, with Easter, Easter dinner because they're like, we didn't think you guys had time to cook. I'm like, cook? What's cook? Yeah. And, we they, were... and there it was. It was all laid out for us. It was beautiful. Yes. I think they People got the ham just for me. They did. Because mm-hmm. they know how you feel about pork. Mm-hmm. King of the Southern table. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so for Lent, here's the thing. It's not a competition. It's a communion. It's a communion between you and the Lord. And, you know, even for Jerry and I, it's not about doing Lent well. It's about being transformed by the process. And sometimes transformation, actually most times transformation is very messy. <laughs> And it's very hard (laughs) and it involves a lot of surrender and it involves a lot of acceptance. And those are things that for two people who are control freaks like us. I am not a control freak. I have control issues. I'm not a freak. I might be a super freak, super freak. You didn't think you're going to make it all the way through a podcast with a little (laughs) singing, singing. did you? Super freak. Okay. You can can super freak it down. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Wow. Lent. Lent. Live it, love it, learn it, Lent it. Boom. (laughs) That's a, that's a great transition into the, uh, or not. Well, no, seriously though. I I think, I think it was that, that year that I had that talk with the spiritual director because I can't talk now was, was really kind of transformational for me because I always thought, oh, Lent is about sacrifice. Oh gosh, what you going to get up for Lent? But then he's like, no, what are you going to do to, you know, uh, grow in holiness to draw, you know, it is draw pray, to the Lord. penance and almsgiving. So everybody's very focused on the penance and, and maybe the almsgiving, but not, maybe not so much on the prayer. So that's one of the things that we have certainly tried to do. And yet again, we will strive to do this year. We'll let you know how it goes. Yes. And amen. Amen. And now it is time, time for the not-so-newlywed so newlywed game. game. And, and I picked the questions. Yeah, today. I know. I'm not okay. really sure how I feel about that, but okay. So, Jerry, mm. what do I compliment in your personality, and what do you compliment in mine? Okay. When you say compliment uh, in my personality. Complimentary. How? Oh, okay. What is it in my personality that you compliment and what is it in your personality that I compliment? Um, so you take, uh, you, you compliment me with your imp- empathy because I generally have none. Um, <laughs> that's untrue. That's not, that's a false statement, but you, but you definitely compliment me there. Um, I, I would say, but I get in trouble cause then you'll think it all the time. I would say that you compliment me cause you're a little more spontaneous than I am. I hate spontaneous. 
a uh, little more spontaneous. A little more spontaneous. You are I'm little, a lot. More. You are literally the build the airplane in flight person, and I'm like, yes. nope, we don't take take off until all of our systems are checked. And you're like, nope, we'll just build the airplane in flight. <laughs> like, no. How do I compliment? So I get you to kind of, I, I shake you out of your stodginess. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> uh, how do I compliment you? Mm, that's a very good question. Um, on the flip side, I think that I keep you grounded because you sometimes you're like, oh, I don't have a parachute, but I'm going to leap anyway and I'll just figure something out on the way down. I'm like, no, 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 nay, mm-hmm. nay. Or you're like, you know, how do we do this? I said, well, we could do this or we could. And, you're, you know, you're not a, you're a, you're sort of a dreamer, a visionary. You're not really a, you realize that it's, that in order to achieve that goal, we have to do this, 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 and That's this. That's correct. And you're like. I like the top part of the bun and the finished product. Everything in between. Can we, can somebody else do that? Did you just use it's like a hamburger. A hamburger analogy? I did. Okay. It's a hamburger. Okay. It's a Lent episode. We got to talk about a hamburger. Okay. Your turn. Well, I would agree with that. Oh, that was <laughs> easy. Uh, what? Oh, come on. Next question. You never agree with me. <laughs> I agree with you all the time. Okay. You mean like this? Honey, what do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? Well, are that's you hungry? That's not, not agreeing with you. That's just not being, that's being indecisive about what I want for dinner. It's different. And I'm Moving like, on. I'm like, hey, would you like Mexican? No, I don't want Mexican. No, well, then I'm, you're not agreeing with me. I'm not Just saying. No, that's being indecisive. It's different. Jerry, what five things do you enjoy doing with me? Five things? <laughs> well, I know what number one is. And go to number two. <laughs> number two. <laughs> you, hey, you didn't say what order. This is a family show, Jerry Don. How do you think we got the family here? Oh, my God. By doing my number one favorite thing. Okay. Number two is. Um, <laughs> I'm still getting Come over. On. I'm still getting over number one. Um, number two. I like going to brunch with you. Does that count? Uh, yes, it does. I like uh, I like cooking with you. Yes, Are you sensing a theme here? I um, think he's hungry. I'm hungry or I'm something else. But <laughs> <laughs> that starts with Please an stop. H. <laughs> okay. um, I'm going <laughs> to. <laughs> okay, so we got number one, number two. I like to go to brunch. Number three, I like to cook. Number four, I what I what I, this is kind of weird. But does any other married couple like have this deal, right? So, young young married couples are like they have to be like up in each other's business all the time. And I don't mean that in a sexual way, but like they have to be like together, like doing things. So I I have reached this august stage in my married life that I can literally be sitting here in the living room reading my book while she's watching some period drama on Netflix. And I'm like, perfectly fine. Yeah. You just like to be in the same room. Just just need to be in your presence, presence. and I'm good, you know, or, you know, sometimes if she's, she's watching her period drama, I'm, you know, in my office writing for my Substack or something. You can subscribe. Um, <laughs> See how I did plugless. that. Plugless. See how I did what that. What is that? Shame. Shameless plug. Shameless plugless plug shame. for Grouchy Historian Substack. Um, <laughs> and then what else do I like? Oh, you know what? I, I lately it's it's a lot of fun to take Maggie on a walk together. Yeah, it's it is pretty hilarious to watch the border collie and the two old folks try to go for a walk. <laughs> the two year old. Um, okay, yeah. what five things do I like to do with you? I know what number one is. Uh, right? Nope. I love. It's to not number one. Go with you. Oh. 
yeah, I love but if to go your on your number walks one snuggle you. leads to my number no. one, then stop talking. Stop. Okay, just so I like to cook with you. I like to go on adventures with you. Define adventures. When I am spontaneous and I drag you along with me. Mm-hmm. I like to um I love to date. Like when we go to a movie and dinner, I love to go on a date with you. Mm-hmm. Because I have your full and complete attention. You put your phone away and it's just, it always leads to your number one favorite thing. So we should date more often is all if I'm going to say. we can figure out where you want to eat. Oh my gosh. I like getting dressed up and going out. Yes, you do. I would love to like find a place that's got dancing. That would be so much fun. Okay. Just saying. Anyways. Okay. Last question. Does a question. whiskey bar count? Sure. Do they have dancing? I don't know. We can make it happen. <laughs> No, no, no. It's not where you drink whiskey and then you start dancing. That's, not, that's not the same thing. Either way. <laughs> okay. Okay. Last question, my dear. Oh, geez. What is your spirit animal and why? What is... Okay. It's a very I, lenty question. But anyways. Spirit what is animal. your spirit animal? Mm. Mm. Not that we believe in these things. I'm just saying for fun. Uh... What is like the grumpiest animal in the animal kingdom? The grumpiest animal? That would be my spirit animal. What? I just think a bulldog. Yeah, that probably <laughs> no, a bulldog. but I mean, a or bulldog. a gazelle, and you know why? I am not a gazelle. <laughs> and you know why? <laughs> no, no, no. You are very, you're very. Oh, behave! <laughs> now, I, uh, my spirit That's animal an is still joke. a bulldog. I'm not explaining I just it. Just sort of drool. I bark at people. No. And that I is like not your nap. spirit animal. Speaking of spirit animal, our dog is, <laughs> is laying whining. on the couch whining because she wants to go out go and play, play frisbee. frisbee. Um, my spirit animal is like Speedy Gonzalez. Boom, 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 boom. You can't see this on the podcast. Boom, boom, boom. The fastest mouse in all Mexico. That's your that's your spirit animal. Is that my spirit animal? I think so. Okay, I'll, my spirit I'll go animal with that. will be Slowpoke Rodriguez. Fab- <laughs> he has a fabulous hat. He does have a good hat, and he's got that that sash thingy that he wears. That's right. That's good. He's he's well accessorized. But what else would be your spirit animal? Um, I just think that I am like, I'm either, I'm I see myself as like a zebra, or a hippo. Or no, not a hippopotamus. No, no. Were you actually going to say that? Because no. I'm like, wait, what? Or a giraffe. I just think they're elegant you and they're fun. A, you just like, want a neck. Like <laughs> I do. I would like a neck because my daddy did not give me one. I um I think giraffes are beautiful and elegant creatures, and I think zebras like belong in a disco. I just that's yeah. <laughs> disco <laughs> zebra. zebra. Wow. <laughs> wow. I, Let's go. Disco zebra. Okay. You know. I do the hustle. Dun 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 Wow. Okay. It's a zebra hustle. That I just I I got I got you, boo. Wow. Okay, and, that, and on my friends, that note, brings us to the end of this fabulously if you would like intoxicating to, conversation. If you would like to call us, text us. Adopt yes, a border collie. 
We hear you. You can call us at 571-354-0351. You can text. You can leave a voicemail. Again, that's 571. Border Collies are standing by. Again, that's 571-354-0351. We'd love to hear from you. She is just whining. <laughs> oh, my God. She looks like you <laughs> that, when it's dinner time. Anyways, uh, thank you so much for joining us on the, the Mary, Mary and Jerry, Jerry podcast. podcast. Until next time. <laughs>